Welcome back to another great show of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. It is my favorite time of the week, showtime. Before we get going, I want to let all of our Apple product users that are listeners know that we are now available on iTunes. Oh, great Odin's Raven. So, I am doing the intro today because everyone knows beards are better than ball. To, to concur with mine and the world's sentiment, joining us all the way from Houston, Texas, is my partner in crime, whose head is much brighter than my future, the bald himself, Mr. Scott Schaefer. That is a hell of a thing. You can say that say again, it. beard. <laughs> Welcome back, Scotty. I wanted to point out, you know, I know we're kind of joking around, but I do want to point out today uh, marks the 17th anniversary of 9-11. Um, let us not forget and always remember the valor of those we lost, those who innocently went to work that day, and the brave souls who went in after them. So, are you excited for today's show or what, Scott? Of course I am, Beard, and uh, thank you again for recognizing the sacrifices made um, for all of us on that tragic day 17 years ago. And if I could, um, briefly, having experienced Hurricane Harvey uh, just past a year ago, um, let's, uh, you know, wish Godspeed to those on the East Coast and, and what they're preparing um, to endure Definitely. over the next couple of days. So uh, our prayers are with you all. I am almost as excited today, Beard, as I will be on the day that you decide to shave that next sweater off. <laughs> and, and for all of our listeners, I want to add that I have reviewed the parental permission slip of our next guest today, and it all looks good. <laughs> Well, I had a great weekend. Uh, what about you, Scott? How was your weekend this week? I had a great weekend, Chewy. It's football season. Uh, all my teams are playing. It's Texas. Um, so I have to share and give a shout-out, though, to my youngest daughter, Natalie Grace. Natalie? Okay. She, Natalie Grace. She started cheer. Again, the Texans is the team she's cheering for. Um, ironically enough, we live in Houston, and her team is the Texans. They are ramping up for an amazing season. And check this out, Beard. She received Cheerleader of the Week and was really? a recipient, yes, of the first game Spirit Pen Award. So I want to give a shout-out to Natalie uh, and, of course, my bride for um, having all the skill that uh, obviously comes with Natalie because she didn't get it from me. And uh, aside from <laughs> no my that. Aggies, oh, thank you. And aside from my Aggies and Bears taking a couple of tough losses, my weekend with family was great. How about yours? Uh, I, had a, I had a great weekend, and I'm not sure if you knew or not. We might have talked about this, but um, last week, the previous week, my magnificent beard, and I remind you, my magnificent beard got me my first acting gig. You are fake news. So what do you think about that? I did hear, and I even saw a little bit about that, Chewy. And if I'm not mistaken, you were an extra. <laughs> That's correct. Kind, kind of like I am on this podcast, and you play <laughs> you play a police officer. Is that correct? I am a police officer, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. 
That's so awesome. So you now get to hide behind a beard and a badge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so a lot happened last week in the world, right? Uh, unfortunately, the great bandit passed away, right? Uh, Burt Reynolds, rest in peace. Uh, Supreme Court justice is going through confirmation. College football and NFL, as you stated, uh, both kicked off. And Nike has probably started one of the most controversial ad campaigns out there. Uh, I'm not going to go into my personal opinion, but I have to say I love all the spoof campaigns that are out there on social media. I'm cracking up. It's hard to decide which one you know I like the most. Uh, there is one with Bruce Jenner I think is pretty darn funny. And growing up a Bears fan like you, I like the Jay Cutler one. Have you seen any of these, Scott? I have, Beard, and some of them are way out there. I mean, they are so far out there, I don't even want to talk about them. Um, and some are pretty humorous, and, of course, there are some that are very controversial. And then there's the one I believe Nike's launching um, at the beginning of Sunday football, so it'll be noon uh, Central Time. It's so cool, bro. It's like this this kind of image of a face and this big, hairy, bushy beard, and it says, it says, Sacrifice. Shave. Don't nick. Just do it. Hey, I am not sacrificing the beard. I'm going to tell you that right now. Unless I get paid quite a bit of money, but we'll see. I will say, I watched the actual commercial with uh, Colin Kaepernick, and it is amazing, and it's beautifully done. A very, very powerful marketing message. Your thoughts, Scott? What I'll say, Kerf, um, and I'll try to be, I'll try to be uh, neutral, as neutral as I can, but drive home where That's I principal for you, right? Yes, yes, very neutral. So, <laughs> and, but yet try to drive home, you know, kind of where I stand in principle, if I Uh-oh. could. And and I and then this is a serious statement here. You know, I believe the manner in which we stand for any issue, regardless of who we are, um, can be as important as the reason in which we stand for. It. And I do believe it is a sacrifice. Actually, it is um, not a sacrifice. If we give what we can afford to make a point, right. and 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 finally, what I'll add, you know, is character does matter. So all that said, Nike does have every right to select whomever whomever they wish to add, um, no pun intended, but add to their ad and represent them in an ad. I do like the ads content, especially the messaging, but I feel the messenger falls on hollow hearts. And the last thing I'll add is. Um, I do support Kaepernick's original message and cause. Good for you. I just, I just struggle with how he went about finding the solutions and bringing attention to the issue. So I will say this All from right. a business perspective. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready for um, it. Aaron, check it out because everybody that follows you in your network, you know, are, are, they're going to want to hear this. I would love to have Nike. So anybody out there, we want to get Nike or a representative from Nike to at least take an email or a phone call. We want to add them to our Aris artificial intelligent platform. However, um, last week wouldn't have been the week to do it, Beard. You know, I think the What's buzz that? around their new I just think the buzz around their new campaign probably would have broken the whole system. All right. <laughs> well for those of you who don't know what that is, Aris, and let me tell you about it and why we both are so excited. Aris is a social listening tool that helps businesses gain a greater understanding of their consumer sentiment and a better analysis of what their competition's doing. So, Scotty, you're probably right in thinking the initial social media action Nike, you know, got probably would have broke the artist platform. Well, my second thought, Beard, was if you looked at Nike's drop in stock price the next day, um, you would have thought that they hadn't heard a word I said about don't nick it. 
Um, you wouldn't need Aris to figure out what that initial consumer sentiment was, that's for sure. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I did hear the sales went up. So, uh, For those of you who want to learn more about Aris, go to our website, acssolutions.com, and uh, you can find out more about there. Again, it's an amazing platform for medium to larger size companies with a social media presence that in real time picks up any social media chatter um, about any brand and analyzes any competition social media campaign. So you've got to go check it out at our website. That's www.acssalessolutions.com, acssalessolutions.com. All right. So are you ready for our guest, Scotty? I am. Let's bring him on, Forrest. <laughs> I am so pumped for today. Uh, you just, you know, I, I, it's hard to really, you know, try to harness harness all how pumped I am. Joining us today from Miami, Florida, is one of the world's most talented young entrepreneurs out there. He is a child prodigy that, at the age of nine, already started his quest of building uh, a multimedia camp uh, media empire. Um, it's just so exciting. His first. Professional project, uh, Lost, which he crafted at the age of 13 years old, opened to rave reviews in AMC theaters during the widescreen film and music festival. That very movie, Lost, which is available on Amazon Prime, won our guest at the age of 16, the age of 16, the International New Filmmaker Award. The same movie was also a finalist to be considered for the Sundance Film Festival. He just wrapped up filming a pilot here in Atlanta that I know will get picked up called The Mayor's Wife. Folks, our guest is only 17 years old. Aaron Avant Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today on Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. It is truly an honor to have you with us today, sir. Oh, no. Thank you guys so much for having me. I was just sitting back enjoying your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 well, Scott and I have been together since, what, high school? And, and, and most people might not know that Scott and I have played against each other in sports. And wow. we really didn't like each other. We hated each other. Really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I couldn't stand the kid. He was so cocky and arrogant. I, I, I couldn't stand him. Um, well, let's, then, be careful. let's be careful how we, how we phrase Ben together, Beard. <laughs> Good point. All right, I'll stop talking. Well, Aaron, I'm as excited as bases loading the bottom of the ninth and not being the guy up to bat. So let's get rolling here. I have to say that I did watch Lost, and I cannot believe, having after watching that, that the writer and director of that movie was just 16 years old. Oh, oh. Fantabulous. The the movie was was great. So I would like for you to tell. Uh, not just me, um, but all of our listeners, how did you know at such a young age that this is what your direction was, where you were being called, and what you wanted to do? Well, when I started at the age of nine, um, I got into it by editing. This is how I pretty much got my little foot in the film industry was by editing. Um, my mom, she was trying to work on something on like an Acer laptop, and I was like, uh, she couldn't figure it out, so she got frustrated. So I was like, well, let me see. Let me see if I can do it. So I stayed up that whole night. Just I just kept on playing around with the computer, and, you know, I just kept on editing. And I was just like, you know, the next morning, I told my parents, I said, I don't know what this is, but this is what I want to do. I want to be, you know, I like being behind the scenes, you know, the whole editing and 
filmmaking and everything like that. And then from the age of nine, I have just progressed over the years into tapping into different fields. So I went from doing more of the hands-on work when it comes down to behind the scenes as far as like the, the director of photography work and the editing to now I'm more in the field of writing and directing now. Um, and, you know, it is I, I'll say definitely there was um, evolving and maturing along with that. So, yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Aaron. Um, it's so good to hear you talk about your evolution and growing and maturing. Because outside of of, of Kerfee's beard, there is no evolving or maturing. As well as, I don't know if all of our listener, listeners caught that, Aaron. It's good to know that you have small feet. Oh. <laughs> I didn't catch that. We <laughs> need. Well, Aaron, this story really hit home for me when I watched it. I really didn't know what it was about. And uh, again, I got introduced to you because uh, I got the calling to be the extra. And I yeah. really got to watch the business from that end of it and watch you and your craft, which was phenomenal. Uh, this story really hit home for me. The quote in the movie from Job, uh, played, played by the amazing Charles Williams. I think he was fantastic, by the way. Um, that quote, pain is my constant, death is my permanent, that really touched home for me and I, a lot of people don't know this about me uh, but I have unfortunately experienced a lot of death in my you know short life I'm only 44 years old 45 years old take that back uh, you know I, I lost a classmate when in the fourth grade my cousin my freshman year my girlfriend my freshman year in college my own sister my senior year in college uh, my father just passed away you know you know the, you know eight months ago uh, a few friends and a few fathers of mine you know before the age of 50 have all passed away it just really hit home and that quote I mean that the thing that you started writing this at 13 year old just blows me away wow well first let me say I am so sorry to hear about that. but yeah it was um this was my very so what happened is, is that loss was originally a short film and when I was, how old was I? I think I was like 12 or 13 I made the short film and I went to submitting it to different film festivals and the very, the very first award that it won was at widescreen um, which is a festival down here in Miami so it won for best film in the category that I that I had and then you know later on uh, later on I was just like you know what it's time for me to do a feature and I went back through some of my previous work and I said well what story can I, I can see that anybody can relate to. Right. Um, it it kind of drawed me over the loss because with loss, uh, as you see in the movie, it's not just Joe pretty much that suffers a loss. It's everybody. Like mm -hmm. you see, teacher, she suffered the loss of her mother, and you see a couple of different characters who who are lost. You know, just lost in life. You know, they lost hope. They lost friends. They lost relationships. They lost friendships. They they just lost themselves. And I wanted to. My goal, my overall goal, was for anybody to sit down and look at the movie and just to say, you know what, if I I can relate to that character, and even if I can't relate, I can at least sympathize with what that character is going through. So that was my overall goal of doing this movie. Well, it was fantastic, and you know, again, again, it, it hit closer to me than I, you know, go, going into it than I thought it really would. Um, and so, as I sat there and watched it, you know, it, it really drew me in. Um, for you to tell that story at, at that young of age, you know, there's a lot of adults that go out in the business world or they go into their job and they have this huge fear uh, of failing or rejection. And, and many people fail or never even start business because they fear rejection. Uh, yeah. And they don't handle adversity very well. How did you, at such a young age, handle that? And were there any supporting forces that you have surrounded yourself with to help? 
Well, yeah, definitely being on this journey, I have experienced more no's than I have experienced yeses. And, um, you know, that dude comes with being younger and just being in this business. You know, it, it's going to be a lot of trials and ups and downs and different things in that sort. Um, and But I am so glad that I have my family. My family um, is my biggest support system. I'll care yep. if you for coming out to the set. It was pretty much, it was a lot of my family was there. My grandmother, when my aunt and my mom was holding down craft services, where my mom was being project manager, my dad was over logistics, and it, it was just a whole bunch of different, like, different family members, and my team, truly, I'll say that they are the most supportive, and I am forever, forever grateful to have the people surrounding me that I do, and, you know, going through this process and going through this journey, if I did not have that team or that support system, I would not be nowhere near uh, where I am today. And of course I couldn't do it without God. So yes. Sir. Amen. Amen. A- amen to that. And I'll tell you what, Aaron, it's interesting. You know, I'll, I'll kind of change the, the underlying tone here real quick um, as we move forward through this, but you just depicted Kerfee's entrance to adolescence and dating perfectly. Um, so many, so many no's, very few yeses, and there was a team of us that were really just trying to help him get over the hump in that journey. But seriously, though. Hey, this wasn't part seri- of the script. <laughs> seriously, though. When I when I scroll through, Aaron, a lot of your media posts, aside from it taking me ten times as long to do yours than it does take me to scroll through Beards, I see a lot of encouraging posts by you. Um, motivation seems to be a reoccurring theme for, for you, um, not just personally, but obviously it, it – intersects or overlaps if you will um into your professional work does inspiration ever wane for you and what do you do if it does and how do you stay motivated and stay so positive well i'll say that comes from of course like i said my parents my parents are my biggest motivators um you know and biggest inspiration um and then just seeing the different things that they have gone through in life and the fact that they still maintain their faith and you know they still choose to you know be positive that was always like a constant reminder growing up especially for myself to always stay in that mind frame and um i'm also a motivational speaker as well so yeah. uh I, yeah yeah so i go out to different um different schools i don't spoke to over 150 schools between wow. here and outside of outside of the state um pretty much traveling all over inspiring different kids to go ahead and go after their dreams while they're young and to make sure that they achieve you know what they want to achieve in life and not just you know younger kids but you know adults too because you know we all need inspiration because life is already hard enough trying to make it day by day and you know we have certain obstacles and different trials and tribulations we got to hop over so you know the more positive light we can put out there in the world the the better the better <clears throat> excuse me the better uh, uh, you can make someone else day uh, 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 go so um, yeah I'll say definitely staying in a positive mind frame I definitely try my best to um, and I am a firm believer that you know everything happens for a reason so even when a door does close that means because that door wasn't um, meant for you and there's another door that's getting ready to open so I just I constantly keep that in mind so Aaron before before my partner decides to ask you some more of his boring uh, business questions. Um, so, so let me just, ha- you know, forgive him in advance. I, you know, but everybody knows, and especially my partner, my my bearded uh, uh, friend over there, if, he, if I can call him a friend nowadays, I, he's going to make fun of me when I when I say this. But what do you wear when you go out to those um, 
<laughs> sessions where you motivate to speak. And and God's what you always worried on, about his fashion. Dear Lord. And, and what what are you wearing when you on set when you direct? Because I haven't I haven't talked to Curfee. As a matter of fact, as you can imagine, Aaron, um, it's kind of hard to talk to Curfee about anybody else on set because all we hear about is him. So I don't know what you wear when you direct. What what give it give me kind of a visual and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come back with something if you know and pitch you something real quick. Oh boy. I am all about being comfortable and as much as I would like to come out of the house with some regular gym shorts on and a regular t shirt, I cannot. <laughs> Especially when it comes down to going out to speak. So usually when I go to speak, um I have a shirt that says you are never too young and that is based off of um, an organization that I have. It's called Yanti. Um, pretty much with Yanti, it's an organization that caters to a lot of the young people that want to get into the creative arts and different things like that. We do different classes. Um, who wants to get into acting, directing, and dance and different things dealing with the arts. So I usually wear that shirt with like a blazer, some jeans, and just some regular shoes. Now when I'm directing, I can care less about how I look and I know that sounds so terrible, but on set, the best thing for me is that I just need to be comfortable because the more comfortable I am, the more I can flow and just be me on set when it comes down to getting my job done. So on set directing, I don't know. I'm probably like in jeans and a shirt or or sometimes like in sweat. Well, joggers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that, that you're wearing, even if you're comfortable, I can see it now, and I appreciate the, the, the vision you've given me here. I can guarantee that you're always wearing something um, inspiring, inspirational, motivational. And so that being said, Aaron, yeah. I want to let you know that I am launching an apparel brand called VTHEE3. That's V3 Apparel. And oh. knowing, knowing now where you draw your strength from, and, um, you know, God the Father and our Holy Spirit, man, um, I would love to get you that that brand um, opening statement and where that's going to come through and what that's going to look and feel like and get you some of that merchandise to wear out on your, your gigs, bro. But anyway, I'll let my partner get back to asking those boring business questions. I know. I got a, I, I got a boring business question. How do I follow up with that? Uh, but we are a business show. And uh, so one question I do want to ask because, you know, Georgia, it's, it's, huge, it's huge now in the movie industry and yeah. in the film industry. Um, and it's just continually growing and, you know, being down here now, I've kind of experienced some of that. Um, we're going to talk about commerce, right? How much do you think commerce affects your art and how much do you have to compromise as a filmmaker because of financial restrictions or business? Well, there definitely is challenges, especially because, um, I can talk about the reason why I actually wanted to do this particular project in Georgia because I am from Miami. Right. The, um, the tax laws down here in Miami is just, it's crazy. So uh, we went to Georgia because it's easier to actually go ahead and shoot with Georgia more on the business end when it does comes down to taxes and the different incentives and laws and everything like that. Um, but there is some restrictions, especially when it comes down to financing. Um, and I think that is something that... Uh, <laughs> every filmmaker can definitely agree on like um for an example if you was to give a filmmaker a million dollars to go shoot something and you know to probably someone else to someone else that is like oh snap you got a million dollars to do this da 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 but to a filmmaker and depending on what the project is you're looking at it like this is not enough money to get this done right. 
So uh, I would say in every predicament situation, there is a lot of compromising that has to be done, especially more on the production end. But, you know, um, you know, just being in a business, you just learn to make it work and cut corners where you can and just, you know, improvise where you can. So as much as this is going to hurt to admit, I really, Aaron, have to uh, thank my partner over there, Beards, for for asking that question, because um so good question, Beard. Yeah, take that one, okay? Um, it's 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 going to allow me to ask you this question. So regardless of experience, um, and I was going to ask it this way. I was going to ask what do you feel is the majority of mistakes or one mistake, rather, a majority of filmmakers make. But I'm going to ask it this way. Okay. What do you think is the one mistake most entrepreneurs make? Because it sounds to me, and you answered it um, in a way that, you're really one and the same. So could you tell our listeners or give our listeners kind of your perspective on what one mistake would be that uh, you feel entrepreneurs make? Um, one mistake I would say that entrepreneurs make, <clears throat> especially if you're selling like a, a, a specific product, I'll say um, assumption. That is something that we all kind of fall in the trap of, the trap of assumption, just because we assume that the product is good and we think that, you know, we just go out there, put it out, that everybody's going to draw to it without mm-hmm. having um, a strategy or a plan or a business plan behind it or a marketing strategy and different things like that. Um, we kind of get in our feelings a bit and we kind of get let down when that particular product or whatever we are trying to give to the consumer doesn't, you know, it doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't pretty much live up to our expectations so i would say assumption is definitely something that uh is is like the trap of assumption that's something that we definitely fall into as being entrepreneurs you know that's why it is so important to make sure that we do have strategies and plans and and different things like that to make sure that whatever product that you know, we are putting out there first is going to the right uh, target audience and that we are hitting it and then the, um, the different markets that will cater to this particular product. So I'll say that is one mistake that we all make as entrepreneurs sometimes. Hey, Scott, he's, he's only 17 years old. You know that, right? <laughs> that is an amazing answer. So I, I, you know what? I mean, I'm sure there's other people whose whose jaws have dropped if they haven't just fallen over and will tune in later. But um, I'll tell you what, Aaron. So I love that answer, and, and and yeah, man, the way you articulated that was was out of this world, as Kerf just alluded to. So do you see, um, you know, the assumption being similar to kind of our own personal emotion? It can play. It can play, and it can play in that because. Um, like, for example, if I also translated to a film and being a director, there was a director by the name of Mark Twas. And what he says is that pretty much with being a filmmaker, because a certain scene or a particular scene in a film moves you a particular way, do not assume that that's automatically just going to move the next person that's reading it. So there's often like, you know, we used to go to a movie. Let's just say all three of us went to a movie together and we went to see a movie and there was this dramatic scene, uh, uh, this most terrifying scene. And usually uh, uh, the scene usually makes people cry. It makes people sad and different things like that. Um, but let's just say, you know, I wasn't a affected by it and I just didn't get what was making people emotional then we kind of turn around and we look at it as if okay well what's going on why are you not feeling a certain type of way uh, uh, so you know it all depends on uh, emotion it all depends on how we do feel about the particular product or particular thing that we are putting out there and sometimes that does play hand in hand you know that's why in business you do have to have a business mindset and you do have to come in there with a clear mind and not really go into business just following your emotions because 
because sometimes emotions can steer us into another direction that isn't as pro- isn't as um, beneficial to our business. So. The one movie they always, you know, everyone you know, talked about Titanic and how moving that was. And it wasn't moving to me. You know, I, you knew, know, the, I knew the boat was going to sink, so I knew the ending already. It wasn't a big deal. I have never seen Titanic, and I feel like I'm the only person in the world that have never seen that movie. Uh, well, yeah, don't. Well, <laughs> Aaron, when you get to be my age and, and have, you know, four children, five dogs, and you're running around, let me just say this. Titanic is the last movie I actually saw in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, oh, mill- yes, millennials get an unfair and bad rap, right? And you're not even a millennial. You're the next generation you know, after them. You're following them. A lot of great things are coming or expected from your generation. And just because you guys have only experienced the digital world, um, how excited are you for your future and those your age? I mean, do you get excited about the possibilities ahead that will come from technology and impact that will have on you and your industry? Uh, sometimes I honestly, I'm a different type of person. I don't, I'm not as sociable as people may think. Like I'm not really into the world of social media. I mean, I post because I have to post at times, but I really try to steer away from it. But I will say this technology has advanced so much over the years that, uh, I would say it's definitely speeding up the process of, uh, of, uh, children development because my cousin who is about two, uh, she, two years old, rec- no, recently just turned two. She is able to pull up YouTube on her phone, go to Instagram. She's able literally to make comments. Like, li- like she knows how to work emojis on Facebook, and it's crazy. <laughs> and right. I said, technology is developing the next generation to come extremely fast. And it can be a little scary at times, but I will say that um, I, I do like one side of technology that it is giving all of the young people um, an opportunity to become an entrepreneur because it's more, it's much more easier and everything is more accessible. Um, you know, you have like different YouTube influencers and Instagram influencers and different social media influencers that are making money just, you know, learning how to market and work their pages and their brands. So, um, I do say, you know, technology definitely has its um, its perks to it. So, Aaron, we've talked about how you um, started your project and movie Lost at the age of 13. Well, I'm just blown away. But um, And we also know now kind of where you drew your inspiration from and, and how you've captured your passion and maintained that passion at such a young age. Um, can you tell us how you know when, a, when an idea in a film like Lost – is complete and you can walk away from it uh never <laughs> it's, it's never like, literally i will go back to the law script right now and change so much if I had to. um who was it it was a particular artist uh jesus i don't know if it was da vinci i do not want to misspeak but um a particular Scott's artist i'm not gonna I, know anyway so don't worry <laughs> I believe their quote was on the lines of like, you know, art is never, um, art is never finished, basically. And along with that, uh, you just really got to know when to push your way, because if you don't, like, you will just continue to keep on changing and changing and changing and rearranging. And next thing you know, months turns into years and years turns into decades and you are continuously changing and changing the story. So when you honestly can write it, read through it, and as long as you say Eh, it's okay. That means you need to walk away. Um, as crazy as it sounds, of course you got to go through, you know, your drafts of writing right. it and 
perfecting it. But once you have went through that process of your drafts and getting it done, if you can read it and say, you know what, it, it's okay. That means you need to go ahead and shoot it. If not, you will constantly keep on changing it. And next thing you know, your film is going to have about a thousand different plots to it. And so, you know, you just got to know when to walk away, basically. Aaron, as a 17-year-old entrepreneur, how do you stay yeah. humble? I mean, are you ever scared it'll just disappear tomorrow? You know what? I, okay, being humble, and that is something that I truly I truly pray to God every day that he continues to keep me humble um, because I'll say one of the biggest turnoffs, in my opinion, just in everyday life is like arrogance. And, you know, that that, that is I don't in my opinion, this is just me. I just don't think that that's a nice uh, a character trait to have. So you don't like um, Scott, then, do you? <laughs> I, I was going to say, how did Kerfee ever get a role in one of your shows? That's no, nice. like, see, it's a. It's a difference between being confident and then being arrogant. It's go. like, <laughs> thank you, Aaron. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. So, uh, I'll, and then you know, my support system, my family—they yeah. truly, truly keep me grounded. And then just the person that I am. You know, I am not the person to get the big head at all. If anything, I am now really just getting into the process of like liking to talk about myself because I've never been one to gloat around different projects or different things that I've done because, you know, I'm just not that particular type of person. But, you know, I'm just going to continue to pray to God every day. He just keeps me the same way I've always been. So. Hey, Scott, before you jump in here, I want to let you know. So, uh, again, this was my first opportunity, you know, to, to be a part of something like this, you know, uh, to be part of this pilot. And I had no clue what to expect when I walked in. And... I remember walking in, I'm an extra, I don't know where to go to do anything, uh, and I see Aaron, I know who he is, and I asked to take a picture, and he stopped to take a picture with every single person, not at the end of the day, all throughout the day, and I just thought, man, what a great kid, and what a great individual, um, and it is, that really stuck out to me, Aaron, so you know, hats off to you. Uh, well, thank you, thank you. And speaking, Man, of, and speaking of your support, you know, and I know, and we've kind of mentioned her, but your mom is phenomenal, one of the nicest ladies I've ever met. And, uh, yeah. yeah, let's give a big shout-out to her. Yeah, shout-out to you, Mom. Amen to that. Got to love our mamas, absolutely. So, so Aaron, just for the record, um, whether I shave my head or not, I, I still wear a youth-size baseball cap, so my head is far from swollen. But uh, – <laughs> That 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 said and notated, I'm sure. Um, what would you say to those who say and look at you? He's 17. He just got lucky. Well, I believe it or not, I I, I get that a lot, and I still get that. And um, you know, I just said that's just that just comes with being my age. But um, to the people that do say that, I would just say this: that it takes hard work dedication, discipline, endurance, um, determination to get to the place that I am today. And I, I'm still not even near close to the position that I really want to be in. But I will say to get anywhere in life, you need to, you have to be determined and you have to be passionate about it. So, you know, it, I didn't just wake up one day and just say, I want to do film. And next thing you know, every, all, all doors started opening because it, it, it don't happen like that. And I will right. say, honestly, it's even harder for a younger 
kids, especially when I was nine coming up to being 17, it, 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 there was a long period of time, and there is still a period now, where people just kind of, they, they hear about your age, and then when they hear your age, they don't want to give you a chance at all because of your age, and they, they, they put your talent, <clears throat> they put your talent and your abilities, they match it with your age. So they'll say, well, he's 17, he don't have much experience. Well, you know what, that's, that's it. We just not, we're not even going to consider him. And, you know, that has, that have happened multiple times. And I'll just say, you know, just continue, just continue to watch me. That's it. Just continue to watch me because at the end of the day, I'm doing this to show other young, younger kids and the next generation that, you know, I started when I was nine, you know, you guys can start younger than me, you know, to come up and, and, you know, just be, be doing the same thing, living out your dreams at such a young age. And it is possible because, uh, I didn't see many people, one many young entrepreneurs who really had their own businesses and that was doing different things. And I would say, you know, a lot of people believe that, you know, seeing is believing basically to a lot of people. So if they don't see it, they're not going to believe it. So, you know, I want to be that shining example for a lot of the young kids to say, well, you know what? I seen him do this since he was nine years old. That makes, that makes me feel as if I can do it as well. Well, Aaron, you are, you are definitely shining today on, on, on our podcast show, and I'll tell you this much. Had we not uh, jointly and, and, and specifically and more so Curfee teed up the show um, with your age and, and how amazed we are with it, I'd be willing to bet the ranch that uh, – if I had one – I'd be willing to bet the ranch that not many, if any of our listeners, would ever know that you're oh, not no a way. seasoned groom veteran – director and and i'm just again to say i'm blown away would not would not do you justice the reality is um, yeah i mean the reality is he's been doing this for eight years so it's not he just woke up yesterday he's been doing this for eight years and there's been a hard struggle on this i mean scott you and i have been doing our company what for three and a half years right three yeah absolutely and 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 curfew you know this and aaron you don't um but there's 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 so many analogies and I always like to use you know athletic or sports analogies and Kerf and I do with our business and and a lot of these things the struggles the successes and, and some of the things you alluded to Aaron it, it so overlaps with with athletes and I'm around athletes a lot um, in some other ventures that I that I deal with and um, you know what you're enduring and how you're working and the passion in which you're you're doing it with. It, it it so parallels that life and journey of an athlete. Would you agree, Kerfy? Absolutely, absolutely. Wow! But to God be the glory for it. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, Aaron, you just finished shooting a pilot. We mentioned earlier uh, called "The Mayor's Wife" in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, besides <laughs> talking about the handsome, talented, new bearded actor you you cast as a police officer. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Tell us a little about this project and what made you want to shoot a TV series as a follow-up to your successful movie. Well, um, as far as the particular project, I can't say too much about it, but I will say that when it does come out, I truly, truly hope that people, the audience, basically, that's going to be watching, I truly hope that they enjoy this series because it is definitely one... It's definitely one you have not seen before, especially done to this dynamic um, as far as the, the story capability of, um, of it. Um, but I would say as far as wanting to do a television series, I always wanted to have a television show ever since I was younger. Um, at first, I, I thought it, I thought it was going to be a talk show. I was like, well, no. you know what? I want to 
talk show. Yeah, actually, I had um, <clears throat> I can't remember how long ago it was, but I had a little, I had a little mini series I did called A Few Moments with Aaron, and then I had another one I did with a, um, a really close friend of mine um, named Aaron and Jaka- uh, Aaron and Jakayla show, and we was pretty much interviewing like you know a lot of the different young kid entrepreneurs and different things like that, but. Uh, I said, well, you know what? I always wanted to do a show, but now it transitioned from it being a talk show to now more a television series because, you know, writing is my passion. That's truly what I love to do. So why not incorporate that into an amazing story that I hope everybody will love? So, yes, sir. I know I'm excited. How about you, Beard? I'm very excited. I'm sure so, I'm, hopefully I make the editing cut. So. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the end result of that will be, but I do know. And Aaron can't say too much about the project. He's already mentioned that. But I guess we could probably all agree here and now publicly that he probably will make some changes to his recruiting staff, um, <laughs> get, who, who they put on board for that project moving forward. So, Aaron, let's go. I'm telling you what. We're gonna play a little game I call Seven Heaven. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make mention of a couple of words. Um, there's going to be seven, a series of seven, and you're going to receive them in the form of a question, okay? You want to play this with me real quick? Yes, sir. It's a trap. Favorite movie? Oh, jeez. Favorite movie. Oh, hide and seek. Hide and Favorite seek. actor? Favorite actor. Uh, It switches a lot, but currently Regina Hall. And why is that? Because she is hilarious. Have you ever seen a scary movie? Any any of the scary movies? And if you mm-hmm. ever looked at the, she is the most hilarious character to me in those in those um, franchises. So I'll say her. Yeah, she's definitely funny. Favorite male actor? Male actor? Uh, Curvy. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, I think I might know where that last question's going now. Holy mackerel! Favorite director? Favorite director? Tyler Perry. If it helps, you're mine. Okay, Tyler Perry. Favorite TV show? Charmed. Favorite type of movie? Um, horror. Cool. Isn't it true beards make you look like a hipster doofus? Yes or no? <laughs> Honestly, no. I really love beards. I do. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, I, I totally understand your dislike for beard, Scotty, but uh, you know, a beard would not, you know, compliment that feminine look you were going for. So keep shaving, buddy. You know, I don't try to grow mine out, honestly. <laughs> well, well, Aaron, I, you know, it's always been a mystery to me why some people believe that baldness is a handicap. In fact. It should be a cause of celebration. After all, those afflicted with big hair or big beards don't have special areas set aside for them in cinemas so they can enjoy the film without interfering with other people's pleasure. So why shouldn't we celebrate baldness? We should. We should. Listen, I said I'm going to do both. Trust me, once I get a full beard, trust and believe me, I'm shaving off my hair and I'm going bald. And I'm <laughs> He's going to do both. I'm going to do the curfew beard and I'm going to grow out my beard. So I'm going to do both. I'm going to rock both. So. Well, since you let us know that, Aaron, this is a great opportunity for me to share with our listeners uh, and you to get ready to look, feel, and smell your best. Where? DollarShaveClub.com. Their goal is to make sure you always have everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. And I want you, Aaron, and all of our listeners to see for yourself how it all goes down at DollarShaveClub.com. That's DollarShaveClub.com. He's always trying to get having to get rid of my beard. I just don't get it. So, 
Um, <laughs> hey, Aaron, you've been a phenomenal guest, and I, there's so much to take out of this, and I'm going to take a lot from this, and I hope all of our listeners take a lot out of this. Um, before we get to our last question, is there anything you want to plug or share with our audience? Um, everyone can just keep updated on anything that I'm doing on my social media. I'm at Aaron Avant Johnson. On Twitter, it's Aaron J Fans One. Um, and then the Lost Movie is now streaming on Amazon Prime, so you can go to Amazon.com and check out the Lost Movie. So yeah, definitely check it out. Awesome. Okay, Aaron. So we're at the end of our show, and we come down to the last question. Um, as I have made mention before in past shows, I think there has been a conspiracy out in the business world um, that beards are unprofessional, and I think that's just a darn shame. And so we're asking all of our all of our listeners, or actually all of our guests, um, what do they prefer? What's what's better, beard or bald? Mm. In, in, in a in a workplace or just general day to day. <laughs> just general day to day or the workplace, but general day to day. Okay, if we're saying day to day, then I'll say definitely a beard. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we're definitely. three. I'm winning three to one. So that, this is fantastic, right? That's all right, Scotty. Remember, not everyone can be bearded. Someone has to stand on the side and clap as men with beards go by. So. And, hey, and Kerfee, I will, while taking a knee as you go by, I will remain a proud slaphead following the Dalai Lama's enlightened philosophy about personal grooming as well. Oh, that's hilarious. Aaron, you've been a phenomenal guest. I hope you hope we can have you back, uh, and I hope you know we stay connected. Um, again, there's so much been taken from the show, and I really appreciate this. Scott, you want to add anything to it? I, yeah, I think you said it well, Kerf. Um, Aaron, kudos to you. I'm going to tune in very close and follow your journey, as I hope our listeners do as well. And what a message, what a message you sent today that hopefully is received in the right way on so many levels for all of our young and next generations, man. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I truly, truly enjoyed it. And hopefully you guys can invite me back. So We'll definitely have you back, buddy. Without a doubt. All right. Awesome. Hey, everybody, have a successful day. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you were very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. 
So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.